Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our second podcast of the 2021 season, and welcome to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined, as always, by David Cole for what will be episode number 72 of the EKN Debrief, 72, the, the Junior Hanley edition, um, February, uh, January uh, the 15th. Friday. Took a little while to get this one done. I had a pretty busy week, but we're talking about the event I was at last weekend, the 2021 opener for the Supercarts USA Winter Series. Rounds one and two down at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires. Uh, we'll go through as we do here with these debrief podcasts, class by class, talk a lot about what happened at the racetrack and uh, get things underway. Of course, this is what we do as part of our EKN Trackside Live program. Start with the Outlap podcast, the preview the week before. Wrap everything up here with the debrief. Today's show brought to you by Acceleration Kart Racing. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from, and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything carding. All right, David Cole, are you ready to do this? Let's rock and roll. <laughs> Let's get into this deal. Uh, just like we did the season when I got down to the, the, the program. It was good to be down in Homestead. Uh, the event, of course, last weekend, January the 8th, 9th, and 10th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, as we talked about in the outlap, practice all day on Friday, then went wheel-to-wheel uh, -wheel racing with identical days on Saturday and Sunday. Again, back to AMR, Homestead, Miami, Motorplex. Track's been around for over 20 years now, and I got a chance to actually race down there. I think it was 2002 when I ran my first year of running shifter carts. Again, all four events count for this particular program. There's two weekends, one in January, one in February, of course, double headers. So four rounds in total, all four rounds count. And David, a, a pretty solid weekend overall in terms of racing. The weather was absolutely ideal for racing in January. We had uh, cooler temps in the morning. You were around 50, anywhere between 53 and 55 when we started qualifying at 9 o'clock in the morning. Got up to his, in, in the high 60s every day. Beautiful sun, a little bit of cloud, hardly any wind whatsoever, so a beautiful day. Racing itself was pretty good, a couple of red flags. But uh, other than that, all in all, David, uh, just the way you want to start the season off in, in Florida, man. I, it, it, I know it was 25 degrees back home. So I was happy with 68 in Florida. <laughs> yeah, the, the images captured by On Track Promotions oh, showed yeah. a very sunny weekend for sure. Uh, I believe it was rain kind of hit event, you know, once in a while last year at both events, both January yeah. and February. So to get through January without any rain, I think that's 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 a first for being <laughs> at be. Homestead, really. Yeah, it might be. You're right. Uh, we talked about the numbers in the uh, in the debrief, essentially, or rather the uh, the Outlap preview podcast. 240 entries in total last year in in 2020. When I walked into the uh, the timing and announcing container there at Homestead, asked Tom Tealin, who's been with Supercarts USA forever. Uh, they they got I think six or seven walkups. Ended up with end up with 201 was the final total. Uh, all said and done. Great numbers, as we talked about. Uh, Micro Swift actually ended up getting up to 30 in the micro category, 25 in mini. Uh, other big ones, of course, the 34 and the 40 in X30 Junior and Senior. And David, we talked about this a lot in the preview. 28 drivers in KA100 Senior, man. That was, when we get down to this part of the uh, of the uh, the debrief, the racing was ridiculously good, as we know. But, man, this, this class really is just growing everywhere. And it's become, it really has become one of the, one of the parts of the foundation for all the national series. It has been. And, you know, it's great to see 
uh, exciting racing happening right away to begin uh, the 2021 season. You know, kind of, as we talked about, it's been a while since, uh, we both been racetrack. And, uh, so it's good to kind of get, get the blood flowing, get, you know, your voice sounded to be on point all weekend long. So you didn't have any issues with that, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, and then really the micro swift is really what catches my eye because you're talking an over 50% growth from last year to this year in that category. So I think that shows that that karting is really grabbing the attention of a lot of uh, parents and, and younger drivers uh, around the country and to, to be, and to be able to come up to this, the national level, such as this, the Scusa winter series is, is uh, you know, really shows that I think our, our sports in a, in a good position right now. I think you're right, Dave. And I think that's a really good indication, right? The taking the temperature of kind of national racing, uh, when you're over, you're still over 200, we're in COVID, um, no Canadians like to measure a couple of Canadians were able to get down there, but otherwise, man, you really, uh, you know, the Canadian contingent, which we normally see was not there. So 201, still really good numbers. And I, and I know that in talking to Tom Kutcher, he was, uh, he was thrilled. Uh, about two weeks before, and I think they were up to, they had like 55 entries or something, right? And it's a basic deal nowadays where everybody waits right to the deadline uh, to be able to, yeah, and, and Tom was like, man, I, you know, I had to like, I had to, you know, figure out how to get more tires and more fuel here. And, and it's just, it always makes it tough when people wait. It's for a good reason right now. I obviously we're in that still, we're yeah. still on a questionable stage. I mean, we just saw the Rotax Grand Finals cancel yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a week ahead of time before people are, are, you know, two days before people start traveling to to Portugal to compete in that. So again, it's, you know, we, we always talked about it year in, year out, how people wait till the last minute to enter. But I think you're really going to see that more and more, especially this year. And especially I think during these winter months, because as we saw during the, the summer months of 2020, things, you know, once things did start opening up, people were we're, we're, we're jump, we're pumped up, ready to go racing where we're, we're, we're kind of in a third wave or whatever wave you want to call it, where, you know, numbers are increasing again. So it's, you know, people are, are, are kind of being cautious and, and, and understandable because, you know, it is, it is a, a pandemic that we're in. So, so I think you're going to see that where, where numbers, entry numbers are going to be a little bit later than what they typically are. And that may be true. And let's let's add in the fact, too, that this is the first race after Christmas. A lot of people, of course, maxed out the credit card for Christmas. So uh, people always want to wait a little bit, right, to, to, to be able to get some more stuff on there. So, again, folks, we're underway. This is the 72nd edition of the EKN Debrief, our wrap-up uh, review race report podcast here on the EKN Radio Network. Again, Acceleration Kart Racing, our presenting sponsor of this edition. Stay with us, folks. When we get back, a couple of little tidbits in the Paddock Pass. I think we all know that in racing, every kid's dream is to progress through to the top levels of motorsports. Take that first step with the Will Power Kart. This new karting chassis was launched in collaboration with IndyCar champion Will Power, Kart Republic, Kart Sport North America, and MPG Motorsports. Two models are available through Will Power Kart with the WP12 and WP Mini which will get you from cadet all the way through the shifter kart categories. In its first season, Will Power Kart secured victories and podiums at the national, regional, and club level, including two United States Pro Kart Series championships. The kart is primed and ready to take you to victory lane. Visit willpower.com to learn more about their chassis lineup. Follow them on all social media platforms. Will Power Kart. All power.
Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to kart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 72 of the EKN Debrief, our race report here on the EKN Radio Network uh, of the Supercarts USA Winter Series event, the opening two rounds held down in Homestead about a week ago. Uh, into the paddock pass now, just a couple little bits, uh, I'll, and I'll jump into it in a second, this particular edition of the paddock pass brought to you by Trinity Karting Group. The Trinity Karting Group is your first step on the ladder to racing success. Based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, they literally have a track in their backyard and a controlled environment to develop your skills. Trinity Karting Group flattens out the steep learning curve with a professional staff that will put you on the right path. The focus is driver development, and they compete at the local, regional, and national levels. They have new and used packages available, and they're your Midwest source for Tony Karts and OTK parts, as well as IAMI engines. Visit them at teamtkg.com or call 513-421-4463. So David, uh, obviously the paddock pass is what we use when we're kind of milling through the paddock, right? On Friday and finding what's happening. Well, with this whole COVID deal, I'm trying to be super, super safe. When I go home after the Challenge of the Americas event in in about a week's time uh, or a little over a week's time, I've got to get a negative PCR test for COVID to be able to get on my plane to get home. And then I think I, I think they've changed the in Canada where I actually have to get a COVID test when I land. Uh, I haven't had one as of yet. I've been healthy, knock on wood, um, through the entire time. I've been super, super safe. And I was essentially by myself the entire time in my announcer's booth. Um, wiped everything down when I got in there. So I don't have a lot <laughs> from the paddock pass, right? I'm just, I was being safe. <laughs> Well, and yeah, you had a little bit of a late start. You forgot a few things, had to go to the store. So let's, let's, let's be really honest with, 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 you know, kind of no, the, I, uh, the no, I was good. lack of I knowledge, was- but also the fact that, yeah, you don't want to be around, you know, 200, 500 people yeah. all at one time, because you do have a lot of traveling to, to do ahead of time. And, and of course be with me in a, in, in a couple of weeks and, and other people as well too. So. Yeah, well, I'm just being smart, but but as I said, I do say I didn't listen. I forgot the. I be honest, I forgot to bring the 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 wireless internet card, the Wi-Fi card. Luckily, I was able to hook onto the Scusa one, so I didn't have to go do anything like that. I didn't have to buy anything. I'm lucky. I did have to go buy this new mic yesterday because I forgot to get the mic. I <laughs> <laughs> have uh, down here in California, so I have another. You're, you're kind of like the uh, the the guy who goes to the racetrack for the first time. 
and, yeah. and, and forgets, you know, his, his 10 millimeter wrench, uh, forget the spark plug, forget oh the, uh, the spare tire that he has sitting in the garage because you just blew a tire. And yeah. Man, how many microphones do I have? I've left like, I've left oh. countless microphones in hotel rooms. Oh man, dude. You, you probably have about two dozen microphones probably. I bet you I do. Yeah. I got a full tote full of XLR mics and, 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, quarter inch mics and oh my, it's ridiculous. All right. So here's what I, what, what I was able to get from where I was, um, again, fourth year for the series, right? First, the first Supercarts USA national event since the summer nationals, David, back in, uh, in August, which is crazy. One of the cool things that was in the paddock, and I, did, I had a chance to talk to, to all the parents, which I thought was great. Um, second generation drivers in the paddock. Keelan Harvick was there. Uh, obviously racing. I know you got a chance to see him racing at the Rotax Grand Nationals last year. We'll talk about Keelan and his success. Uh, but both Kevin and Delana were there. Sebastian Montoya running as well. Of course, he's moved on to some F4 racing, and we'll find out where he's going to end up this year. Uh, but Juan was there as well. We'll see Juan back at the Indy 500 this year. Sebastian and Oliver Weldon, of course, uh, second-generation drivers and really stepping things up. And Chase Hand as well, making his national debut. His dad, Joey Hand, of course, uh, uh, a legendary uh, American racer in, in, in GT and DTM. And uh, so they were there. So like, it was kind of cool to see all these second generation drivers. And not that they were just there, but they were there and had a major impact on the weekend in, in all the categories that they competed in. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. You mentioned Harvick was at the U S Rotax grand nationals. We also saw him uh, at the U S PKS event at, uh, at GoPro, his home racetrack. Uh, so, and he was down at Daytona, uh, at the end of December. So Harvick's making the rounds, uh, you know, getting, uh, kind of like his dad, his dad began at Bakersfield cart club, I believe in California. <laughs> you uh, going deep. I like it. Oh yeah. I, mean, I believe I, he used to race a Margay. I think Margay was one of them, maybe invader. I don't know. Maybe an Amic. I'm not quite sure. One of those American made chassis. I think it was Margay for sure. But, I'll ask him at the next race if he's there. Yeah. He might not be for that way, be there, but if he is, I'll ask him about his career too, for sure. Well, I'm sure he'll be there because they'll they'll be at Daytona oh, probably yeah, the Daytona. next week. So yeah, I'm sure they'll just take the RV back up. Um but yeah, and in Montoya, you know, we as we 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 remember Juan and his dad helping with the easy cart program back with uh, the stars of carting and bringing right. him into the United States. So it was really cool to see, to see them work. And now, you know, you look back, you know, I remember seeing Sebastian as a cadet racer, you know, and dad <laughs> thrashing away, got grease and dirt all over him. And I'm sure it's a little more uh, professional looking now between the two of them, but uh, uh, it's, you know, it's very cool to see. Uh, all the, all the second generation, second generation drivers, uh, back in the paddock. One of the next things, obviously that was key. And I had a chance to talk to Eric Jones and this is, this is uh, probably the primary paddock pass piece that we can talk about, David, uh, a big move for cart sport, North America, of course, the importer of the cart Republic chassis, uh, cart sport, North America is all part of kind of the whole vantage racing group with GoPro and of course their basic GoPro. They, they would obviously run the homestead program as well. Uh, essentially electing for this year, David, not to have their big national team that they would take around. Uh, instead, focusing on the Cart Republic, they've got certain drivers, and they're really supporting drivers now running with their Cart Republic dealer teams. For example, Duke, uh, Arius Duke Meggi was running with uh, Zanella Racing. Same goes with uh, with a couple other the other dealers. Uh, AKT uh, Racing was just uh, added as a, a Cart Republic dealer as well. They had a couple drivers under their tents. So uh, interesting to see what's happening. Kind of going back and forth. Uh, Max Garcia running with the the Will Power Cart program too. I know that you mentioned you were going to mention that as well. Yeah, they were. He was with the AKT program, who, as you said, has become the 
new Cart uh, Republic dealer for the state of Florida. They're based out of Orlando, so that kind of gives them a home, ba- home base there. Obviously, as you said, Vantage Karting Group and Cart Sport North America call uh, Homestead the Motorplex there home along with GoPro Motorplex in North Carolina. So, yeah, it's just it's weird to see uh, Eric Jones just step away from the race team side of things because dating back to when I started with eCarting News, he was working with um, – uh, BK BTK Motorsports. That was the Aero <laughs> importer. Remember that? Remember back in the day? Yes. So yeah, I've always I've always seen Eric as either a racer or race team guy. I've never seen him as just the guy on the side, either a dealing with tires or or getting chassis here and there, and just standing there. He's always working, moving around. You know, making sure customers are are getting the input they need and, and stuff like that. So. I got to say, it probably was weird for him to be just standing there uh, this weekend and not really uh, diving into uh, to the, the, the racing side aspect. And that's pretty much what he said. He's like, it was almost bored, right? He's like, what am I doing right now? Because normally you're diving in, working with all the teams, the mechanics and everybody. But I, I, I like the move for Cartsport North America because, you know, if you you're you've got customers you put them out to your dealers your dealers can kind of support those guys i think it's a cool move and and we'll talk we'll get eric uh, jones on a podcast uh coming up here pretty soon and we'll do one of our ekm lives and have a good, good chat with him on a face-to-face uh, but that's that's pretty much what i got from the paddock the lim- limited time i did talk to anybody uh when we get back after this break it's time to start talking about the racing because there was a ton of racing going on and it was absolutely awesome stay with us folks more to come here on the ekn radio network If you're searching for a program to elevate you up the motorsports ladder, Crosslink Competition is your next step. Crosslink Competition provides arrive and drive programs that include driver coaching, data analysis, and engine rental programs for all major events in the 2020 season. Team Crosslink is scheduled to compete at the Scusa Pro Tour, Rock Cup USA, and the United States Pro Kart Series events, as well as regional and local programs from their home base in Texas. Crosslink Competition is a full retail shop for the Xfree and OTK parts line. Many new and used packages are available right now through their Dallas headquarters. Drivers interested in making the jump from karting to cars? Crosslink provides a streamlined opportunity for you. Team Crosslink Kiwi Motorsports was the 2019 F4 United States Championship title winner, providing the perfect transition within the same operation. Drivers looking to compete with an elite level karting program or to pick up gently used team equipment are asked to call 214-432-4413. Be sure to follow all the team's social media platforms at Team Crosslink. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. 
The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. Amex Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Welcome back to our first EKN debrief for the 2021 season. As David Cole, myself, Rob Howden, giving you the race report uh, from the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series down in Homestead. Race report segment of this podcast brought to you by PSL Karting. PSL Karting is North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell art brand. PSL Karting is your complete source for all things Burrell, providing this top quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. Arrive and Drive programs supported by PSL's experienced staff and in-house engine program are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of their dealers today. All right, David, let's uh, get right into X30 Senior. And like you did, we, a little change up, a little evolution for the the, uh, the podcast. We start with a headline now. And the headline that came up for X30 Senior, Stellar Battles and Controversial Chaos Highlight X30 Senior. It was, uh, you You obviously saw, saw some of it on social. I know you were following along a little bit throughout the weekend. But uh, things got a little interesting in X30 Senior. It's well, you know, you're looking at the onboard footage from from some of these drivers that you'll be will be talking about in the category. It it looks like everybody was pretty even from say about P15 all the way up to the to to the to the uh, the top of the order. So it seems like everybody was going for every possible inch they could, uh, and then some people's heads just got a little bit uh, or a little bit of the red mist going. That's there uh, towards the end of the day. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, the thing about Homestead, uh, you know, seven tenths of a mile, 12 corners that I was calling at least, uh, there's a lot of great places to pass, right? The, the run from one down to two, good there. Into the inside of turn four or even turn five as you get into the inner loop, the double left-handers. You come across out, out of that, into that little short shoot through seven, into, into a hairpin, turn eight. A lot of drivers dive into the apex there. A lot of overtaking in turn number eight. And of course, uh, out of eight down to turn number nine, then in turn 10 as well. There was just so many places to pass there. And that really, I think, what, what made it super exciting. That's why when you hear a lot of our a lot of our hard chargers, there were guys that were able to come from deep in the field because you, you can overtake at Homestead. Uh, on Saturday, Ryan Norberg, reigning Winter Series champion, four-time national champion for perform, uh, Rawlson Performance Group on the Cosmic, was on the pole. Uh, Arius Dukmejian stepped up, then worked his way to the front on the Cart Republic in the pre-final. And uh, Arius, really, you'll hear this once you get a feel for the theme of this uh, this show. Arius had a tremendous weekend. Again, co-number one uh, in the ECAN driver rankings alongside Luca Mars. Not surprising he would show well. So, in the event, Norberg David really put on the show, started 12th and was able to work his way up to the victory, the on-track victory. Um, you know, he's got his video up on YouTube and you watch all the passes he made. That thing came alive mid-race and uh, he really put on an amazing show for sure. Uh, but he was penalized for a pushback bumper and dropped the fourth position. Now, here's how it all shakes down. Duke Maggio was stalking Norberg hardcore uh, over, the, over the last couple of laps. There's the double hairpins, I said, turn eight and turn nine. Coming out of nine to turn number 10, Duke Medjian got a better run, actually pulled around the outside and was coming across from right to left to try to get to the apex, but didn't have the room yet, made contact uh, with his you know right front to left rear, and Duke Medjian, you know did that spin and went off on the track. 
that Norberg's able to slip through, right? He's able to get the victory on track victory. And then as we said already, dropped to fourth because of the pushback. Arias comes back on the racetrack. He gets, I believe, penalized for unsafe entry because he drove right back in front of everybody and he tried to stop everybody. Makes contact with Alessandro de Tulio in the parallel. Here comes the chaos. Everybody's getting through 11 and 12. And essentially, de Tulio comes onto the front straightaway, gets off the throttle, literally waiting for... Um, uh, for Duke Medjian. Uh, Duke Medjian, thank you. Um, and points him by, and the minute he goes by, they're just past start finish, literally turns right, drills him, uh, almost takes out a couple of the flagmen, almost takes out the flagman Aaron Likens, hammers him, up in the air goes goes Duke Medjian, and everybody's just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> literally. But, and, and Tom Kutcher's been around, you know, he's obviously around, talking to people, blah, 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 in the, in the RV, whatever it may be, but he was right there watching it. Obviously, Tom's livid. He saw everything that happened. The video's right there. And, of course, another thing we probably could have brought up in the paddock pass, David, but they brought back Bo Barfield and John Maskey, the IMSA race directors, to be race directors for Supercar USA. These guys these guys are ex-racers. They do professional racing, and they do such a good job with the video marshalling system. Uh, you know, they, they threw Detulio out for the weekend. Like, literally, you're gone. And I don't know if it's gone for the... He may be gone for the entire year. I didn't confirm that. I probably should have. But, uh, yeah, they, they booted him out. And literally, because I think Tulio told Kutcher that he tried to do it. Literally, he did it on purpose. <laughs> like, crazy. Absolutely well, crazy. according to the statement on the Supercar USA website, following the X30 Senior Final on Saturday, January 9th, Scoo wants to reassure our customers that the incident that happened at the end of the race is not acceptable, nor will be tolerated at any Scoo's event. Supercarts USA is taking the situation tremendously serious and this flagrant and extremely dangerous misconduct has resulted in the driver being suspended from any SCUSA or SCUSA sanctioned event for 12 months. So while they don't state the driver's name, maybe possibly because he's a minor, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but uh, I think we can all assume because Duke Mejian raced the next day uh, and Alessandro did not, that uh, Alessandro will be uh, suspended from all Supercarts USA uh, racing there for the is. next 12 months. And there it is. There you go. And I think, you know what? I think it's it's warranted because, and you and I have talked about this many times, David, when you we want our, our sanctioning bodies and our organizations and our race directors to drop the hammer because that that has to happen so everybody knows, like, you can't do that. And, I, and you said it's red mist and it's a young kid, his first year in senior, and uh, I don't know if you thought he was getting pushed around, whatever it may be, but you simply can't do something like that. It's just, and that, I think I think the year ban is a good idea. You? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, thankfully the uh, the injury by the photographer uh, Trevor Blue was not serious. You know, only a a minor injury to the ankle. But if it could have been the camera, you know, well, yeah, I think the camera still worked because it kept it 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 captured the entire the the entire uh, incident. So um, all right, uh, yeah, you know, it's. Yeah, when you said it exactly how it is, he they drop the hammer and that's the way it should be done. You know, this is not tolerated. You know, it's 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 assault with the with a vehicle, essentially with what it was. Uh, you know, I I don't know if if it was. It's really weird to see how Duke Medjian's cart got dismantled uh, and destroyed. I don't know if it was part of the wreck with Norberg that that caused you know some of the damage, or if it was just the 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 weird incident with uh, Dutilli- with Alessandro that um, that caused it, but it just 
it just all around just is not a good was not a good situation. No. And, uh, and hey, listen, and it was the last race of the day, last lap of the day. So literally everybody's everybody's up there watching it just and they were just blown away. It's crazy. Uh so anyways, he's out. Uh so what happens is with the pushback bumper for Norberg, uh, Aaron Benoit actually ends up uh P1. Uh, so, uh, he's the victor and, uh, tremendous victory for him. He was, and he's fast all weekend. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Nick Ramirez ends up moving up into the second spot in the EOS chassis. Sebastian Montoya, Montoya was third. Norberg, of course, as we said, dropping from P1 to fourth and Bryson Morris able to work his way back up into the P5 position. Hard charger, tremendous run for Thomas Anunziata. Started back, David, in 23rd after an issue in the pre-final. Raced his way up to 15th and would be even quicker throughout the weekend. So all in all a pretty good opening day in terms of racing other than that one incident. Well, good to see Bryson Morris back on the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, obviously we haven't seen him race a cart since August when he uh, doubled up in the excuse pro tour championships with K and X 30. So great to see him back uh, into racing form and, and right there, you know, finishing up behind his teammate, Nor- Ryan Norberg. Let's jump into Sunday's action. Uh, Sebastian Montoya out of the gate as the quickest driver qualified on the pole position. They obviously made some changes from Saturday. Sunday, they were very good. Montoya won the pre-final as well. Um, the battle in the main event came down to Duke Nejian and Aaron Benoit again. So Aaron really stepped things up. You know, I, He got that win because of the pushback bumper. And it really looked to me as the race was coming on that he was going to win one outright, not having to worry about any, any pushback bumper. Uh, he had the lead. Into the into the last couple of laps, uh, Duke Nedjian though was able to make a solid move down inside of turn one and then defended for the rest of the lap. He's able to take the win. Benoit ends up finishing in the second spot. Uh, Matias Ramirez actually led a bunch of the race, running for Speed Concepts Racing. David, um, he led early uh, before Benoit and Duke Nedjian kind of came calling, but. I'll, I'll point him out right now. I think one of the definite stars of that particular race was the rookie senior driver, Alex Stanfield. Super impressive, was up there battling with the guys in the lead group and literally made a, a badass pass on Ryan Norbert. So you're a kid, your first year junior, your first first year senior, your first big senior race, and you go by the four-time and defending champion. I thought that was huge for Alex Stanfield. Yeah, that was another onboard video that uh, we were able to capture uh, during the week, this past week after the weekend. And he actually laid over your your audio to it. Uh, so it was a really good clip to kind of watch and see what he does. Now, obviously, yeah, he he the last year, you know, that last se- junior year really stepped up and really performed very well, won the USPKS uh, championship, came in, uh, I believe, third in the uh, Scusa Pro Tour standing. So. Yeah. Uh, was going to carry the number three. And he only did uh, when he was at the uh, USPKS races. He wanted to carry the Scusa plate, did it at the USPKS race. <laughs> uh, he was moving up, obviously, to senior. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you're working with Sean Owens, and uh, I'm, I'm probably sure Louis Pagano was there helping as well uh, a little bit uh, under the tent with Alex and, and and all the other coaches that they have there. Uh, so really been able to uh, to kind of help uh, progress him quickly uh, making the jump from junior to senior. Yeah, really impressive, David. I, I was uh, when he passed Norberg, I think I was uh, on you know, full on peak on the on the PA because that, that was I thought, hey, you know what? That's a really good move. Great confidence booster for him. And to be honest, he was really putting the pressure on Ramirez. I thought he was going to challenge for a podium position. But yeah, Alex Stanfield, definitely one of the stars of the race. As I said, Dick Medjian with the win. Benoit finishes second. Ramirez on the red speed in third. Uh, Alex Stanfield in the fourth spot on the Xpre for Crosslink, as you said, and Max Opolsky running with Ryan Perry uh, Motorsports on the Tony Kart uh, was the final driver in the top five. Uh, one driver had a really good run, 
and another crosslink driver. And we'll talk more about him and KA100 Senior as well. But Riley Can um, from the Texan from 35th up to 19th. That's a lot of overtaking uh, over a 22-lap period for sure. Great run for Riley. It is. And another driver making progression. Uh, you know, yeah. he's been racing under the crosslink tent for a couple of years now. Uh, you know, just it's it's all about that progression when uh, uh, you when you get to the national level, if you're not quick right away, it's getting that progression and being able to improve each time you go out to the racetrack. Indeed, let's uh, cap this particular segment here on the EKN Radio Network as we uh, work our way through the Supercarts USA Winter Series debrief. We'll go to X30 Junior, and here's the headline. Sorensen and Fletcher make early statements. And for me, obviously, you know, the reason why I say early statements, Dave, is because this is the Winter Series, right? This is like the the, the preseason for the Pro Tour. You want to come into the Winter Series, and you want to you know you want to be impressive. You want to run up front because you want to put your mark. You know, you're your intention to win the pro tour. You start that, I think at the winter series. Yeah. We call it the unofficial spring training yet. It's the winter season, but, uh, yeah. uh our, our, our season starts in March, essentially when we get to, uh, uh, the core of our national schedule with the uh, Supercarts USA and other programs as well. So this is, this is the time to, uh, to kind of hone your skills, whether it's, you know, again, making the jump up from, from, uh, junior to senior, or in this case, from cadet to uh, to junior. That's it. Uh, and in this particular category, we did have a red flag. There was an incident involving one driver uh, who I've, I've got the update, ha- did have to go to the hospital, but ended up uh, getting out yesterday, which is fantastic news. Uh, it was a wreck in turn number one. Uh, in the on-track, Aiden Ingrata, uh for Speed Concepts Racing actually won the race, but he was penalized for passing under the yellow flag, which came out because I believe we went, f- I think we went full course yellow. He passed under the yellow flag before that that red flag incident and won, and was bounced, you know, dropped down the order. Uh, so that advanced Kai Sorensen from second to first because uh, uh, Kai was uh, Kai was running in the second spot. Paul Bocuse and Noah Baker were in a in a pretty good battle. They finished second and third on the racetrack. They got penalized as well. Uh, Bocuse had a pushback bumper um, and a spark pl- incorrect spark plug washer, I believe, for Noah Baker on his machine. So that again. All the penalties <laughs> move Sorensen to P1. Max Garcia on the Will Power Cart goes to second. Michael Costello on the Benick was third. Uh, Jakob Kolar on the on the Ralph Schumacher was up into fourth. And Leonardo Hassan on a Tony Cart rounded out your top five. And uh, the the hard charger goes to Paul Bocuse uh, for still for 23rd to eighth. It was really 23rd to third before the penalty, but he still ends up with it. He, he had an issue in the pre-final as well. David uh, started near the very tail of the field, was able to fight his way all the way up into the eighth spot uh, in the final result, but to P3, it was, Bakus was real strong. You know, we saw him come on late last year, David, and I think he's going to be one to watch all year uh, going for race wins and potentially the championship here in X30 junior. Well, as we talked about in the in the outlap, you know, there's there's not a lot of junior drivers that have a lot of experience. Bocuse is one of them. He has a lot of experience, so he's he was able to, as you said, charge back from issues in the prefinal. But we also talked about how there was going to be a number of rookie drivers that would be challenging up front, and lo and behold, we have two rookies uh, finishing one two with Sorensen and and Max Garcia in their in their yeah. junior debuts. So. Uh, very solid uh, start, as you said, making statements, you know, just those two alone making statements. But again, some more drivers making statements on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday, we're going to talk about Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, Cameron Weinberg actually on, qualified on the pole position on his Tony cart. Fletcher came back on the EOS to uh, to win the pre-final. 
Um, and then, again, a, a great battle. Uh, Paul Bocuse, as I said, stepping things up in a big way. He led the second half of the race and literally pr- probably just should have went more on the defensive <laughs> you know, to, to be able to hold him off. Final lap, Fletcher able to get him on the inside of turn 10. And again, that's that out of the final of the two hairpins. It's the run coming back towards the paddock into the left-hander that leads into the double right onto the straightaway. Fletcher able to get to the inside there on the final lap to score the win. Uh, Kai Sorensen was pushing late. He most definitely was closing up, but it, but it was literally David, one of those ones where it's, you know, a tenth of a second and, uh, you know, a couple of hundreds kind of thing. He was inching closely. He was faster every lap over, I think, the last five because the guys were kind of working together up front, uh, but just couldn't quite get there. Didn't have quite the pace. So Fletcher ends up with the win. Boku second. Another podium for Sorensen. And Grada ends up P4. He actually was in the hunt throughout the entire weekend as well. And then Noah Baker rounding out the top five. And another strong hard charger run. Uh, Sebastian Weldon from all the way back in 34th ends up getting up uh, into the 16th position. Yeah, it's interesting to see how the rookies did better on Saturday than they do on Sunday. Because typically, you start out, you get a little shaky, rocky. And then Sunday, you've been there what, almost a full week now. You, you, you yeah. kind of have everything under control. But this time, it was the veterans that kind of took control on Sunday Aside from Sorensen sweeping the uh, sweeping the uh, top five, yeah, Fletcher was really impressive. Looked really really confident out there. His passes uh, were were aggressive and no nonsense. He, he was going straight to the apex and making it work. And that pass on Bocuse on the final lap was solid. He had to get a really good run of the nine and then tucked to the inside and was able to pull it off. It was a, it was a fantastic pass for sure. All right, another break in the action here, folks. When we get back, we're going to talk KA100 and we're going to talk X30 Masters. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Every winter, young drivers take the leap up to the next class. Whether it's micro to mini, mini to junior, or the big jump from junior into the senior ranks, it's tougher competition. If your son or daughter are moving up a class in 2020, give them exactly what they need to be ready. Professional coaching from the most respected teacher in the sport. With over 30 years of karting experience, Alan Rudolph and his staff at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy specialize in training young racers and accelerating their skills so that they're ready for the next challenge. Don't just invest in equipment, invest in your driver. Bring them to the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston and invest in their skill development. Get them ready to take on that next on-track challenge, better prepared than ever. Get ready for 2020 by calling the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at 866-607-7223. Head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. 
Welcome back to the EKN Debrief. Rob Howden alongside David Cole as we work our way through the Supercarts USA Winter Series Opening Weekend Report. Uh, moving to KA100 Senior, we talked about it uh, in the opening of the show, how we had such good numbers and the growth in this KA100 Senior class. Well, the racing uh, played right along with it, man. Such a positive. It was really fun to watch. And the headline is Last Lap Excitement Owned by Lemke and Duke Medjian. And David, you know, I think with the the equality we have in the KA100 engines, that's why we, we're getting these last lap races, right? It's top five guys, nose to tail, and, or or maybe a two driver breakaway, but it's always coming down to the final lap. Uh, I thought it was cool. You brought this up, I think, in the outlap to see Hannah Greenmeyer jumping on board with 100cc air cooled on the, the KA100. She qualified on pole on Saturday. Brandon Lemke, you mentioned this as well in our in our outlap that he only did the one race, didn't do X thirty senior, only focused on KA one hundred, and it paid off for him. He won the pre final, uh, took the lead at the start of the main event, and then Greenemeyer went over. She really wanted to lead throughout the weekend and did quite a bit. Uh, she led, and I I if you go back and listen to the broadcast, I thought she had enough as she was working on the final lap through turns four four five and six five and six are the double apex left hander on the inside of the track, which then lead over to that seven eight place that that quick kink to the right and then the hairpin of turn eight. I really thought that she had enough, um, and I think maybe she did too because she didn't block at all to, on the inside of turn number eight and coming out of seven. David Lemke just like straight to the apex, dove the Merlin in there. And was able to take the position. And, you know, a really good over-under for, for Greenmeyer. She saw it. She saw it when it happened. Tried to do the over-under. They were side-by-side side all the way up into turn number nine. But that pass, and for so many people, people, a lot of drivers did it, like opening lap, opening couple of laps early when they should have been chasing the people in front of them. And you lose so much momentum out of that corner when you do that, that a lot of people lost the draft and lost the lead pack throughout the weekend. Green, Hannah did the, the over-under. And that pass for Lemke allowed Duke Medjian to get back into the fight, right? Because he was far enough back, but he was right there. And then he was able to get by Greenmeyer up in turn number nine. So not only does Hannah lose the win and the lead, she ends up losing second place as well. Finishes P3 all told. And it was, it was a tough one for her, I think, because had she just defended a little more, Duke Medjian probably would have been trying to get by Lemke, not the other way around. Well, it, you know, I think this is probably one of the first times Lemke and, and Hannah have raced each other and, and you got to probably go back to Lemke's stock card days where he, he knows how to go deep into the break, you know, at, like racing at like Hickory or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Hickory. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can't, you know, when you have a veteran like Lemke, who's, you know, well, you know, one of probably one of the top 100 CC drivers that we have in the nation period. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say it because he's, he, he started back in his cadet days with Yamaha cadet, and he's been racing that forever, and and, and he's won numerous Yamaha races, KPV, now KA100 races. Uh, so yeah, you you can never leave an inch for for a driver like like Brandon Lumpke. And I, I'm sure Rollison Performance Group was telling Hannah exactly that uh, following that race. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was it was a great pass. Let's put it that way. It was it was well done. He owned the apex, owned the exit, as I said, and that allowed Duke Medjian to get into second. Greenmeyer ended up in third. Uh, Nick Ramirez in fourth, and in fifth position, actually our hard charger Thomas Anunziata started again back in twenty seventh. He passed a lot of carts <laughs> over the weekend. Started twenty seventh and was able to work his way up into the top five. David, he really had some great runs. Just didn't have the luck that they needed in the prefinals. Yeah, it's just part of racing. And, you know, now being a, a senior rookie, 
Uh, he's getting definitely a lot of experience in the first weekend, as you said, running double duty and, and making the uh, the hard charger for two of the main events that he was in. Yeah. So moving to Sunday, Greenmeyer still on her game the entire time. She was flying in that in that RPG Cosmic. Qualified on pole, won the pre-final. Um, in the main, though, uh, Duke Medjian was able to get the lead. Greenmeyer then came back and, and took it away, took the point away for a handful of laps in the middle of the race, uh, and then Arias took it back. So uh, they pulled away together, and it, I, it just was like obviously lining up where, Hannah, you're going to get an opportunity to do essentially what Lemke did to you. But Arias, of course, was in that battle, too. He knew what to do. She pressured hardcore in the final lap, but just couldn't get it done. She wasn't. She didn't get close enough coming through the uh, the, the, the six seven inner loop part of the racetrack and or five six, and wasn't able to make the, the pass in eight. Uh, Dugmedjian did do the defense. Hannah tried to get a better run down. She just couldn't. Didn't have quite enough to be able to get it done. And then to wrap up the top three, we talked about the big pass for Alex Stanfield, you know, able to get by Norberg, an X-30 senior. We had one here as well, David, and you talked about the progression and the development of Riley Can. He was actually able to get by Lemke on lap number 18 to go to P3, and that uh, drew some some cheers from the sidelines from the guys at Crosslink. A great run for Riley Can to, to really wrap up the top three. Yeah, first major podium for him uh in in his career and as you said to to be able to beat a driver like like Lemke certainly shows the progression that he's been making under the crosslink tent yeah and Riley did a bunch of shifter racing right so he's really getting dialed into the the single speed stuff and did a tremendous job uh Lemke ended up p4 as I said another top five for Thomas Anunziata hard charger coming from 24th up to 16th it was an eight position improvement for Greg Campos he's the hard charger in the Sunday race for KA100 senior um, all right, let's jump into KA100 Junior. The headline, Welcome and DeLong start 2021 with big wins. And uh, Saturday's race was interesting. We'll talk about the fact that Luke Welcome was able to come to the to the win and really his kind of breakout victory uh, in national-level racing, for sure, on the Tony Kart. The driver who showed well was really the impressive guy out of the gate on Saturday, though. Another Rolleston Performance Group Cosmic pilot, Chase Hand. We talked about Chase in the in the intro about his dad, uh, Joey Hand, of course, uh, professional driver in the GT ranks. Uh, Chase qualified on the pole, walked away to the pre-final win, uh, but David uh, got beat up on the opening lap <laughs> of the uh, of the start. Wasn't able to get a good start and got. I, I want to say fell back to like third or fourth coming out of one and then literally you've seen it many times he just kept getting on the outside he didn't go on the defensive at the right point a couple of guys got inside him i think in three and four i think it he was like eighth i believe at the end of the first lap it just did not <laughs> did not start the way he wanted for sure no but uh, all in all it's his first supercar 2sa start in his career yeah. so yeah. Uh, to be able to qualify and pull win the pre-final uh, is, is certainly a, a great start, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you, you make a mistake and unfortunately he made a couple of mistakes that, uh, that essentially took him out of competition, uh, out of contention for the victory. Yeah. I talked to his dad, Joey, at the end of the weekend and they're, you know, they're, they're taking, uh, chase national. They're going to do some national racing, really kind of try to jump him up, but he showed amazing pace. And of course, Joey just uh, raving about the working with Rollison performance group and, uh, and part of that junior program. So, uh, when it all shook down, uh, Luke welcome took over the lead obviously, and, and, and wouldn't be headed. He was able to get out front and, and pulled away and just turned in a fantastic performance for the race win. That said, 
uh, Hand was still the driver to watch. Uh, he was absolutely impressive, working his way forward, turned the fast lap of the race, and was literally uh, and was just eating eating him up. Five more laps, he may have been able to catch. Welcome to battle for the win. Luke though got that victory. Hand was second. Uh, Parker Long, actually the hard charger, P3 from 19th on the grid, all the way back in 19th, able to get up to third. Colin Lloyd was in the fight throughout the entire weekend as well. On his Tony card, he ended up in the fourth spot, and Jake Walker rounded out the top five. Really good run by Parker DeLong, uh, who's running, I believe, with Ryan Perry Motorsports this year on the Tony cart, and uh, was able to work his way up to third. Yeah, a lot of new names that we haven't seen uh, in the category, and I think that's going to be kind of the uh, the highlight of the KA100 Junior category yeah. uh, throughout the season, no matter where we go, because you know a number of drivers have graduated up to senior, uh, and drivers moving up from cadet, as such as Parker DeLong, new names coming into the national surf circuit as as with Hand and, and Luke Welcome, and 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 so it'll be it'll be a pretty interesting season in this category. I agree. I think, I think it's a lot of good storylines in here for sure. And we had another one, obviously. Starting on Sunday, Luke Vasquez Jr. qualified on pole on his Burrell art machine. Actually, I think he's on the Charles Leclerc. Um, and he was impressive. And David Fast in the pre-final as well, but had an issue. And I didn't see it, so I don't know what happened. It was right front damage. So he ended up finishing dead last. Had to start at the very tail of the field uh, in the main event. Parker DeLong ends up getting the victory in the pre-final uh, and was able to get in the middle of the fight early. Uh, as things shook down, Christian Miles on the race factory, turning things up as well. He led the race with about five laps to go, but then Luke Welcome and Parker DeLong were able to slip past. They were battling back and forth. This allowed Chase Hand to get back into it to make it four drivers fighting for the race win. And then Sebastian Weldon was able to get up to the front. He took the lead with two to go. And Sebastian Weldon actually was able to come through and score the on-track victory, holding off uh, Parker DeLong. Anytime you hear the word on track victory, you've got to set yourself up for what's next, right? Uh, tough one for Weldon. He got a pushback bumper. Uh, I think both sides. I think it was a full pushback uh, that dropped him down to sixth position. That moved Parker along to the race win. Christian Miles ended up in second, hand in third. Cole Kleck from Texas, who's working with uh, Trevor McAllister in the Arcane Motorsports program. Kleck uh, was fourth. And Vasquez put on the show. I was loving watching all the way back up to fifth position. Obviously, ran out of time. You know, he was like four and a half seconds back early because of that, because of starting so so deep. But David, he was passing guys left and right and ended up getting himself up to P five. Yeah, great to see the Californian come out to uh, the Florida Florida side of the uh, yeah. of the country and take on the uh, many of the the drivers from the East Coast that uh, were on hand. But uh, yeah, good to see Christian Miles uh, kind of get uh, acclimated to the uh, the race factory chassis. We know he was with Cart Republic all last year and Cart Sport North America. So uh, good to see him uh, get back up to speed. Uh, you know, obviously needed the weekend to kind of get adjusted to uh, to the chassis change for him. Yeah, I'm working with Race Liberante this year in that Race Factory program. Good job for him, but a big win again, as I said, uh, for Parker DeLong. All right, we'll cap off this segment. Um, a quick one here for X30 Masters. And, uh, you know, David, you were messaging me on Sunday morning. I'd actually already found it out. Talking about the fact that uh, the headline is this. Renato Jadr-David sweeps weekend to extend win streak to nine. So, of course, I'm talking all about the fact that he won all four races in, in 2020. And, you know, his win made it five in a row on Saturday. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to 2019. He, I think he was pretty quick in 2019, too. Well, he won the last three races in a row of 19. So it was eight races in a row. 
So him getting the victory on 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 Saturday and then Sunday made it nine in total. This guy's just one of the best Masters drivers in the world right now. In the world, yeah. And if you would have read my preview, you would have saw that he was going for uh, wins eight and nine in his win streak because I did mention that in my preview. But uh, I only uh, I yeah I know you don't you don't read my art. <laughs> you only look at the pictures. You don't read the articles, right? I should I probably should have read it. <laughs> thing is, I you know what I know I did read some of it. I did read some because I because I messaged right. you. I know because I sent you a text and said how good it was. It was you did that was a really really nicely done. I did maybe I didn't read that segment for some reason. Yeah, um, well, again, X thirty Masters. We knew Renato Jader David was going yeah. to be the dominant driver. I didn't, so. I didn't need any help. Right? No, you didn't need any help on that. But just just but sometimes you I throw in some stats just to kind of keep you raised uh, as to what's going on. But yeah, just the fact to be able to uh, to sweep the weekend and extend to to nine victories over the course of of essentially three years now uh, is amazing. Yeah. So just so those of you listening, this, this happens on a regular basis. When I'm at a racetrack by myself somewhere, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that David's listening. I figure he's playing with the kids. I think he maybe he maybe come in and listen every once in a while. Well, it'll, it'll, I'll be announced the way and all of a sudden I'll get a text. <laughs> like, no, you're wrong. It's six wins or ah, he won here. Like I get, you like to correct me, even though you're not with me. I get these correction texts every once it's, in a while. It's, right? it's not to, it's not to uh, chisel at your ego. It's to make sure that people know the right information. This is it. You're just, you're worried about, the, you're worried about the quality of the broadcast, David. I appreciate that. People want to know the truth, Rob. They don't want to be told incorrect stats. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So here, here you go. Uh, Renato Jodder David wins, uh, qualifies on pole both days. Because literally, this is like a back to, this is exactly the same thing both days to a certain extent. He qualifies on pole, wins the pre-final, dominated. Three, four tenths of a second faster in qualifying. Wins, I think he wins both pre-finals by four, four and a half seconds or five seconds. I'm like, he's going to walk away. Instead, both Luis Cadero and William Isaiah, both drivers on Tony Karts, they find speed for some reason in both main events, and they stay right there with them. Literally push like they were on. Cordero was within four tenths of a second of David the entire main event on Saturday. He ends up finishing second. Isaiah gets third. Glauber Granero by himself essentially all weekend. P4, and Dan Breitenstein ends up coming through to get P5. Uh, I he was the hard charger, but seventh to fifth. There's like, there wasn't a lot of drivers in the, in the class, only eight drivers, I think. So, so we don't even really need, need to bring up the hard charger, but then we go to Sunday, exactly the same thing. Renato smokes him in qualifying, walks away in the pre-final in the main event, Cordero and Isaiah's again, step up David for the first time in probably I don't know, all weekend uh, ends up back to third at one point. So Isaiah's leads and then Cordero leads. And then finally, uh, Davey able to get back up front, gets the position and pulls away a little bit. But little, I, I, I don't know what these guys were doing in qualifying in the pre-final. <laughs> but, the, but in the main, it's called tire, it's called tire comfort, conservation. You know, you got to manage, got to manage the tires, right? Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just something that they understand with the racetrack. Uh, you know, they, I, I assume they're local drivers, or, or they are. are yeah, they were all local. Yeah, they were local. Familiar to. Uh, to the homestead facility. But, uh, you know, when you have a field that small, you have the ability not to go a hundred percent in, in say pre-final, uh, you yeah. know, we, we see it a lot of times in shifter races where guys, you know, they'll, they'll just lag around or even pull off in a pre-final because they know they can, they can contend, uh, you know, from say seventh to get up to first right away. So, so maybe it had to do with tire or just the fact that they understood the race, the, the racetrack conditions, uh, for the main events better than they did for the pre-final. 
Sure enough. Well, they, they both, both Isaiah and Cordero were able to take a time up front, but uh, Renato Jodder-David won again to extend that streak to nine, as we said. Uh, Cordero ended up getting back by Isaiah. So uh, Cordero was second, Isaiah's third, Granero fourth, and Diego Rodriguez on the Xpree rounding out the top five on Sunday. Yeah, in the end, you still got to be able to beat the best guy on the racetrack. And, uh, That's it. That's that it. didn't happen. <laughs> super, super Nationals race winner. Uh, I guess now... I guess it's a two time. I don't, I don't have to go back to 18, but at least he's won the last two championships in the Scusa Winter Series. And this is Renato Jodder David. won the Rock Cup uh, International Final, Super Final as well, correct? correct. Uh, last year. Like this guy has won and Super Nationals, as I said before. So this guy's won races. All right. Another break in the action. We're going to go Pro Shifter, Master Shifter, Mini Swift, and Micro Swift to wrap up the category. Stay with us, folks. We're going to wrap up, uh, start wrapping up this edition of the Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's resume. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. The 2020 Nitro Cadet is even better. The kart features magnesium front and rear hubs, a floating sprocket hub, and a roller bearing steering column support with tow lock. The Nitro Kart Cadet is completed with mini Dynamica bodywork and Max Pappas' MPI steering wheel. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. I am Nitro Kart mini driver and national champion Spencer Conrad. We just got our 2020 Cadet chassis just before Daytona this year, and I really like it a lot. I got my first victory with it in just the second time on track. I really like the MPI wheel and the new brake system. Plus, the bodywork is really cool. Come join the winningest cadet team on the market, Team Nitro. Race one or chase one. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to episode 72 of the EKN Debrief as we break down uh, the Supercarts USA Winter Series event. Uh, again, the race report brought to you by PSL Karting. Uh, let's jump in, David, to the Pro Shifter category. These are these will be fairly quick. Uh, again, not a lot of drivers. Seven in Pro Shifter, five in Master Shifter. The headline, Cruise Wins Shifter Debut. Of course, the 12-year-old driver jumping in. Controversial for sure. 
but they've given him the ability to race. And I will say this, uh, and talking to Greg Bell as well, uh, for, for a young kid, uh, Brett Cruz acquitted himself very well. Clean passes, zero contact. I don't think there was a tire scrub on that on the, his Formula K, and he battled with Alan Isambard all weekend long. Seriously. Uh, Isambard on the peril and qualified on pole, won the pre-final. Cruz was struggling a little bit getting off the line. <laughs> it was not surprising. Uh, in the main, Isambard left, led the first four laps, but then Cruz took over, made a great pass. Again, Not no contact whatsoever. So I'll give him that, man. He definitely showed well on the weekend. And, and, and people, anybody, anybody were naysayers, he definitely showed what he got. Um, they ran together for the rest of the race. Uh, Isambard was all over Cruz the entire time. Tried to make a move on the final lap over in turn four, and that's the the right hand that leads into the inner loop. Climbed on the back of Cruz a bit, took himself out of the race. So Brent Cruz ends up with the race win. David Greco uh, for PSL Karting on the Burrell Art, the Canadian finished in second. Baylor Griffin on the Magic in third. Pierce Baldus in fourth, and Isambard was, uh, ended up finishing in fifth. As I believe Devin Smith-Harden, I think, was underweight. I don't think Andy Rule made it to the end. Well, you know, that that's something we we talked about going into the weekend. We knew Cruz was going to be fast. We knew he he has the ability to uh to uh to be quick in the shifter carts and we have there was no question about that. You know, that's that that was never our question, so but it was good to see him uh to put in the performance he did as you said, not uh not put a wheel wrong, you know, just kind of improving a little bit on his on his starts. Obviously, that's going to be something that he'll he'll have to, so he has something he has to work on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that there's no doubt about it. He has the talent to be fast. No doubt that, uh, he ends up qualifying on pole. Brent Cruz on Sunday, isn't able to get by to score the pre-final win, but Cruz goes green to checker in the, uh, in the main event on Sunday, isn't pushed him the entire time was never more than one or two cart lengths back, but wasn't able to make a move to get the, uh, the race win Greco again on the podium P3, Devin Smith Harden ended up in the four spot and, uh, Baylor Griffin rounded out the top five. In Master Shifter, here's the headline. Barnes and Hemrev um, split main event wins. So I, th- it's, I think it's Remrev. I keep scr- You know what? He actually messaged me to make sure. I'm going to stick. <laughs> literally, dude, stick with me here right now. I'm going to go. Oh, he sent me Remrev. He, he, yeah. sent me a, he sent me a message on Facebook. And I haven't got back to him yet. Well, I need to do that. I, we've, we've, I, I tagged him on Instagram, so I was able to, to see. But he's he's a he's a car guy. He's raced. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Atlantic back in the day. Atlantic. Yeah, he raced. He raced Atlantic. Yeah, he messaged me that. Here, here's from Freddie right here. It's uh, yeah. The H is silent. It's Remrev. Remrev. Yeah. Remrev. I got it. Yeah. And he should got a picture. I'm gonna, I'll get back to him in a couple seconds here. He'll be able to listen to it as well. Um, let me shut this down. Uh, Back over to here. So, anyways, here's the interesting thing about the battle between Skitchy Barnes and Remrev the entire weekend, right? Remrev's faster. First off, so Barnes goes out. They've got the, you know, he's got his old Intrepid. He's got a six year old Intrepid he's racing on. He tells me he's going to get, I think he's going to start in a fresh cart. He hasn't had a fresh shifter in a couple of years. That works on the road course, not, not so much in the sprint track. He's got his old, he's got his old Intrepid. You know, Scott's a skinny guy. I had lunch, I had dinner with him on Saturday night. He's a pretty skinny guy. Um, but, so you got to pound the curbs at Homestead, right? And he he wasn't wearing a, a, a what do you call it a, a, a rib vest. Uh, he got pretty beat up in practice in, in practice on the practice day. Had to go back to the guys at Harden Motorsports Group and say, guys, can you put a bigger seat in for me? And then actually wore he wore the rib tech after that. <laughs> but yeah, he tried not to do it, but he was a little beat up. Now hold on. 
not, not because you talked about it, I just want to talk about it a little more. I saw on board with Brent Cruz in one of the races. Yeah. And it, and if there was anybody that ever stayed off the curbs, it was him. He didn't yeah. touch the curb a single corner. You know what? And funny you say that because I watched some of that too. On the racetrack, it's same thing. He wasn't attacking the curb, which is which kind of surprised. You, it's you know, the complete opposite of Danny Formal, who was helping him on the weekend. So I'm really kind of confused that like did Formal even talk to him on the weekend? That's so funny. And you're right because yeah, he was clean. Uh, in the end, on the entire weekend, it was really Barnes versus Remmer of the entire weekend. Freddie's on a on a CRG. Barnes was, as you said on his on his. Um, his uh, intrepid, Ancient. intrepid. Uh, Remrev qualifies on the pole. I think Skitchy. I think Skitchy got the whole shot in both the pre-final and the final. But Remrev really was about two to three to four tenths of a second faster than, than Scott the entire time. Uh, in the main event, Skitchy gets the whole shot again. Uh, Remrev, uh, Remrev actually goes to the tail of the field. I'm not sure what happened, but he went to the very back of the field. But fastest guy on the racetrack, reels Barnes in, Barnes in, but just couldn't find a way past. And, and Scott was figuring out how to get through seven because he looked inside seven a couple times to try to get that pass over to turn eight. But Scott just was able to hold him back. And really, Remrev just wasn't able to find a way through it, and, and Barnes ends up with, with the win. Remrev took second. Uh, Ken Schilling on the Illuminov having a really good run with Amir Sonata, who's on the Magic. Uh, Brian Smith was right in there on the CKR as well. Finally, Schilling able to kind of get up to the front, get into the lead of that group and pulled away a bit for P3. Sonata ended up with the uh, the third spot and Smith, or yes, Sonata fourth, Smith rounding out the top five. There you go. Now you got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sunday, Sunday, let's go Sunday, then you can wrap up. Sunday, Remrev qualifies on the pole. Barnes gets the pre-final. Whole shot again to start the main for, for, uh, for Scott Barnes. Uh, Remrev chased him down, got by for the lead. And then Barnes all of a sudden was out. I didn't know where he was. Lap 11, he's gone. Loose rear sprocket, gear sprocket. He could feel it starting to skip a little bit. So he was out. Uh, Schilling again, able to pull away from Sonata and Smith. He takes second. Sonata and Smith actually had a great battle all race long. Eventually, Brian Smith kind of pulled away because the leaders were coming through. Cruz and um, and uh, Isambard were coming through. So he pulled out of the way to let them get through and end up taking P4. Barnes was fifth. Well, Remrev is racing at his home track, so that certainly helped him be quicker. And as you said, you know, Skitchy needs a new cart, basically. He needs a new chassis. He's, he's, yeah. he's got to do a few more charters, and then he'll get a new chassis. So that'll be as, uh, as Austin uh, Osborne would say, he needs new tubes. He needs new tubes. <laughs> and he's a – isn't that ironic? So listen, Austin Osborne, didn't he, he won the championship 2019, right? Yeah. Comes yeah. back in 2020 with the same damn chassis. And yeah, complained exactly. that he needs new tubes. That's right. Scott <laughs> Barnes wins the 2020 championship Newcastle and comes back with the same chassis that's not that's literally six years old now. And yeah. he needs new tubes. Guys gotta understand if you if you're gonna race at this level, you gotta be prepared and ready to go with the right equipment. I think we're gonna see Scotty Barnes on a new comp cart when he gets back in February. So we'll see what happens there. Should be a good battle again between he and Remref. Shine bright uh, like a diamond. There it is. Wow. What's uh, cool? Hold on. Before we end shifters. Yeah, yeah. What's the deal with these loose gear sprockets? Is it the fact Don't that even start with me. I, I'm like, I don't, wanna, I don't get it. I, I don't get I, it. Is it just they, they don't want to over tighten them or are they over tightening them and the, and the bolts strip themselves? I'm, I'm fine because we had an issue with that at Brad of the Brickyard. We saw a number of drivers have that at Newcastle as well. Is it is it has something to do with with the uh, the grunt of the the KZ and the and the IAMI engines? I mean, what's the yeah. deal with that? 
I don't know. That's and that's a great question to ask one of these guys for sure. I don't know what it is, David. I, I when I heard it, I went, "Oh my god, come on!" That was my Jerry but, Springer impression. What's the that's, deal? <laughs> Moving to Mini Swift. <laughs> we'll wrap things up with Mini and Micro. Here's the uh, here's the headline for Mini Swift: Orjuela unstoppable all weekend. Orjuela. And I, as I say that, it's interesting because I got to talk about the fact that Jensen Burnett was actually the fastest driver in qualifying. <laughs> he was really quick. He was quick all weekend long. But Orjuela really had things handled. I ended up winning the pre-final, led from green to checker in the main event, ended up pulling away to a 4.5 second lead. I will say this, and it ugh, drove me crazy. Orjuela gets to the front of the pack, right? They're kind of lined up behind him. And then the guys in second, third, fourth, and fifth start battling each other, literally making that dive move into turn number eight, slowing the run at eight. And they just let Orjuela get away. It was, <laughs> I was so frustrated. Like guys, just line up. Battle that's at what, the that's- end. That's why we have the Scusa Winter Series, so we can talk about it and get it over with now, so it doesn't happen at the at the middle of the year. I was so frustrated. So Burnett on the pole, Arjuela wins the pre-final and walks away to the win. As I said, Enzo Vinmontian ends up finishing in the second spot on the Benick, and Enzo had a really good weekend all around. Uh, Burnett had an issue in the pre-final, started 19th and drove all the way back up to third. He was an absolute beast coming from the tail of the field, watching some great passes. Uh, eventually able to get by both Oliver Weldon and Indy Reagan, who finished in the fourth and the fifth position. So Burnett really, he put on the show because Orjuela was so far out. Uh, Burnett put the show on coming back forward. In On Sunday, David, more like the headline. Uh, Orjuela topping every session, uh, qualified on pole, won the pre-final. He did fall back to fifth at the very start of the main event. Just kind of got shuffled around at the start, but quickly worked his way back to the front in another four and a half, 4.4 second victory or something like that. Essentially just a back-to-back deal. Walked away from it. Vid Montien again in the second spot. Um, Sebastian Garzon in third spot on the Tony Kart. Weldon again, P4. Two top fives for Oliver Weldon. And then Ava Hansen had a really good run on the Merlin. She was right in the fight. David ends up finishing P5. Yeah, if I uh, was doing the predictions, I would have been perfect for the first and second spots both days because, uh, yeah. as we talked about in the outlap, these were the two drivers that came in with probably the most experience in the mini swift division, mini, mini category period. And uh, so Oliver making the jump up has a good top two, top five finishes for his uh, mini debut. Uh, And the Merlins are coming back on the cadet side. You got Indy Reagan and Ava Hansen getting top five. So it's pretty good all around. Yeah, they got a couple of good drivers over there in Merlin Nation to try to get some uh, to get some podiums and some race wins this year. A hard charger on Sunday, Salvador Della Vecchia started back in 25th after issuing the pre-final. He was able to work his way up into the eighth spot. Great job for Della Vecchia as well. Uh, moving into Microswift to wrap up our class-by-class coverage. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, Microswift, the headline, Harvick doubles. In Scusa debut, I could have said back-to-back jacks. I could have went for, for, my, for my one of my trade line trademarks instead. Um, here's the deal, though. Isaac Malkit on the on the Cart Republic qualifies on the pole position. Uh, uh, Harvick ends up winning the pre-final, and at the start of the main event, uh, Malkit was pulling away. Like I, he had a pretty decent gap. I want to say three or four seconds. He was pulling away nicely, maybe not quite that much. But then has an issue coming through the hairpin, turn number eight, ends up going off the racetrack and into the barriers. Finding out later, seeing a post on Facebook and talking to his dad, he broke like four bones in his hand uh, when he hit. Probably didn't get the hand off the steering wheel, right, and and snapped it. He ends up coming back and racing on Sunday with a broken hand. 
I don't think he told anybody how bad it was. <laughs> so he literally battled his way on Sunday with that broken hand. So give it up for Isaac Malkett, man. That guy, uh, that kid is a toughie, which I think is awesome. Um, after that happened, Harvick was able to go to the front. Uh, he dropped a third early, uh, but got into the lead the lead pack. Uh, made some really made a lot of passes in turn number eight. That seven eight combination I'm talking about, where you come out of the double apex left hander short shoot and then that little right hander leading into the the, the the left hand hairpin he was just he was so decisive in making those passes just loved making that move to the inside uh able to get the passes done there working his way back to p1 uh did harvick on the nitro cart ends up pulling a nice enough cushion at the end to be able to hold off max christia on the magic cart who had a really good weekend all told so he ends up with the victory harvick gets his first win debut win in Supercarts USA, first Supercarts USA race, first Supercarts USA win. Tremendous job for him. Christian in second. Giamatteo Rousseau was in the fight all weekend long on the Magic. He was in the third spot. Ashton Woon on the on the Nitro in fourth. And Augustus Toniolo uh, probably didn't, his fifth place finish for Rawls and Performance Group probably didn't show his true speed, but he ended up finishing P5. Yeah, great performance by Harvick, as you said, winning in his debut uh, one at the uh, Sun- Sunshine State Karting Championship event that was in December at Homestead. So had that experience of winning and racing at uh, at Homestead. So use that to his advantage uh, to open up things on Saturday. On Sunday, all Max Christia at the start qualifies on the pole, wins the pre-final, and he and Harvick actually swapped the lead for a majority of the first half of the race. Halfway point, though, Harvick took over for good, was able to stretch away to a bit of an advantage. At that point, uh, Augustus Toniolo on a Cosmic, he worked his way to second. Did start closing on Harvick at the end, but I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'm sure Nick Tucker drills it in his head, and I'm sure uh, Keelan's dad drills it into his head. He didn't turn. He didn't turn his head at all. Didn't look back that I saw. So you know, Tony Ola was closing, but Keelan just kept his head down, kept pushing, and was able to come through for the win over Tony Ola. Really strong run. Of course, back to back jacks is big. You win those two races, starts the season off like you said. Some confidence from Florida in December. Had some wins down the stretch as well, and uh, really impressive to see what he's been able to do, uh, getting both wins. Tony Olo in second. Alessandro Truchot was pretty quick on the weekend. David on the peril, and he was P3. Ethan Tovo actually had an amazing run. I think he might have had the fast lap of the race, actually, on uh, on Sunday. He was very impressive on the Nitro, and I think we're going to see Ethan in the middle of the fight more. And then Max Christia, surprising, really didn't have what it took, uh, end up moving, getting shuffled back in the last couple of laps, ends up P5. Well, you know, overall looking at this, it's it's literally a tough break for Isaac Malcutt. But you know, thankfully, uh, talking with his dad, they're they're looking to uh, to use this next three weeks to heal and and see if he's ready to go for uh, for the second weekend uh, in Homestead. So, luckily for him, you know, the Road Tax Max Grand Finals were canceled, so they don't have to worry about missing that event uh, since it was canceled due to the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic going on in Portugal. So uh, they so they get to avoid missing that, you know, because of the broken hand, but uh, looking to uh, bounce back in three weeks. A hard charger in the Sunday event for Micro Swift. Carlos Molina started back in the 25th spot, drove his way up into 16th. So a strong move for him. Final break in the action, folks. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll have a look at the dry uh, the, uh, the Constructors' Championship to tell you which chassis actually were able to get the victories. And they'll wrap, wrap things up, as we always do, with a look at the EKN Trackside Live race calendar. Stay with us. We'll cap off this edition of the debrief after this break. 
In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We ship daily to ensure that you get your order as quickly as possible, and we are constantly adding new products to our online store. We specialize in IME engines, tillet seats, ceramic product line, OTK products, Briggs & Stratton engines, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fit your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to kartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. Welcome back to the final segment here on the EKN Debrief as we wrap things up for the Supercarts USA Winter Series opening rounds in Homestead, Florida. Uh, David, just a quick wrap-up really here. Uh, you know, uh, huge, I think, for Supercarts USA to get over that 200 entry mark. Really getting a chance to press the reset button after being on the shelf for a couple of months late last year. Uh, in, tough decision, of course, to cancel the, the, the Super Nationals in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, I had a lot of talks with, with Tom Kutcher about, about what the reason was and did, just didn't want to roll the dice, and I can understand it. But to be able to get back, David, with 200 entries and really just really strong racing throughout the weekend as well, I think all in all, they probably couldn't have asked for much more uh, coming out of the gate for 2021. Yeah, as we continue to say since November, you know, it was it was about not having to uh, to lose out on two events in 2020. You know, yeah. the the Winter Nationals that was held at NOLA, was canceled on Friday as we were there. And so to have that, you know, with, with the possibility of that happening again at an event such as the super nationals is, is daunting. It's, it's hard to, to wrap your head around it. And, and yeah, so there was no doubt about it to, to cancel the event. You know, if I was in his shoes, I would have done the same thing in, in all honesty. And, and as you said, you know, it's great to get back going now. We're in a brand new year. You know, so it's it's as you said, a time to recharge and, and regroup and and to start the uh, the winter program with over 200 entries is a great way to do that. Great racing, you know, a couple red flags, but overall, in all, as you said, a pretty good weekend. 
Yeah, and you and I always use those numbers, right? The 100 number, the 150 number, the 200, the 250. There's just those milestones, those marks that are big. Obviously, great for Scusa to get some revenue coming through, as all the shops will say the same thing. Get some revenue back in with all the entry fees, tire sales, whatever it may be. One thing about Supercarts USA, all their core full-time staff were uh, still full-time. Nobody got laid off. Nobody got furloughed. Everybody worked throughout the entire time. So kudos to them to keeping those guys working, which I think was great. Let's have a look at the Constructors' Championship now. Tony Kart, another big weekend for them. Ended up with five race wins. There's a lot of Tony Kart drivers down there in Florida. And, and that was part of the Winter Series. They always have got a really good group of Florida drivers that come and run. Of course, IAMI, the primary engine down at the uh, the Homestead Track and in their own racing series and through the Sunshine State Karting Championships. So five wins for Tony Kart. I tell you. Uh, a player making a move right now is Parolin USA, David. Three wins for Parolin. They got a bunch of badass drivers there. Yeah, you get the double by uh, Mateus Orwella and uh, the victory with Kai Sorensen coming back um, in his junior debut uh, is a, a great way to kick off the year for them. Yeah, no doubt. Formula K with a couple of victories for Brent Cruz. Nitro Kart, a couple of wins as well. Kart Republic with two. Uh, with or is Duke Medjian, EOS with one, CRG with one, Intrepid with one, and Merlin with one victory as well. All right, David, let's have a look at the EK and Trackside Live race calendar, which is presented today by Crosslink Competition. Searching for a program to elevate you in the motorsports ladder? Crosslink Competition is your next step. Team Crosslink offers driver development along with arrive and drive programs for those carters who want to contend at the national level. For drivers interested in making the jump from karting to cars, Crosslink Competition provides a direct ladder for you to join their championship open-wheel program in the F4 U.S. Championship. Texas-based operation also has a full retail shop for the Expri chassis and OTK cart parts. Visit them online at teamcrosslink.com. All right, David, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, you've been on the shelf on the couch for a while. You're probably going to come in all fat like some boxer isn't boxing like a year and a half. Or, January- NBA, or an NBA player that just went to Brooklyn. <laughs> there, you, Wow, there you go. Uh, January 22, 23, 24, about a week. Actually, it's a week's time. We'll be trackside in one week oh. uh, for, the opening, for the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas. Uh, it's in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Formula K Raceway. Looking forward to getting to Phoenix. Uh, always, always a great time seeing the the family at the Challenge of the Americas. Andy Saisman and the crew. Always a great vibe, and and looking forward to getting there. It, I'll give you a number: three hundred and twenty nine. Uh, what's that? How many days that you've had an In and Out Burger? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's that's the number one issue going into this weekend or next Boom. weekend. Number boom, two, boom. yes, I have not been trackside since October, middle of October. That has been killing me. It's been the, the longest run in the 16-year history uh, with eCardingNews.com that I have not been trackside. So, uh, That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, you know, obviously with Supernats being canceled, not going to Daytona, that's, that's been the... Uh, that's been it. You know, it, even, even when I had kids, I was at the racetrack quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. So again, next weekend, January 22 to 24, EK and trackside live, live coverage all weekend long. David and I'll be together for the first time at a track in quite a while, uh, since the super, since the summer nationals. So yeah, we'll be there. I'll, obviously I'll, yeah, we'll have the live stream as usual. Lots of, lots of content being pushed out on social media as well. All race reports, all the top tens every, you know, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, looking forward to getting to Phoenix. Love the racetrack. Love the competition there. And looking forward to see all the crew, all the good, all the dudes we hang out with. The dudes and the dudettes. Dude, I was uh, going to say the family. Just say the challenge family. 
the challenge the family Dakota, for sure, man. Dakota family, yeah. Dakota family, big time. Uh, a couple of weeks after that, I'll be back down in Florida for the Scusa Winter Series, the second round of that program, the AMR uh, Motorplex again in Homestead. This time we'll go in the counterclockwise uh, direction. That's February 12th to 14th. Two weeks later after that, I actually didn't have it down on the script here, David, but uh, then we're back out again. Uh, scheduled to go to Cal Speed Carding for round number two of the Challenge of the Americas. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great year. Uh, we're getting off to uh, what seems to be normal. You at the uh, the Winter Series, me and you both at the Challenge of the Americas. Uh, you know, the numbers there are looking promising, as we've already covered. The numbers at, at the Winter Series are strong. You know, other events that are going to be going on in the next, you know, two to three months are are looking to be, you know, in, increased or 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 have solid fields and have solid numbers. So, you know, again, I'll just reiterate it. All in all, I think I think our sports in a great place right now. You know, yes, we have controversies on this and that and arguments here and there, but you know, at our sport as a whole, I think we're looking pretty good. We got good numbers everywhere. People are going racing, whether it's Briggs, whether it's KA, whether it's Rock, whatever it may be. You know, the Rotax program's coming back. Scusa gets a great launch of their program. They got their pro tour coming at the Winter Nationals. Lots of great stuff coming. And, and for us at eCard News as well, uh, super excited to welcome Cooper Tires back on board once again as our presenting sponsor of the EK and Trackside Live program. Chris Pantani and the whole crew at Cooper Tires. Man, it's so awesome for us, David, to have it's a mainstream company, right? This isn't a carding company sp- that that's sponsoring us and supporting us. This is Cooper Tires. This is a major tire manufacturer that is supporting what we do, trying to support carding, and uh, we're thrilled to have them on board with us for sure. Yeah, looking so, looking forward to uh, another year working with them and 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 uh, promoting their brand and them helping us out with uh, with the sport in general. And they love motorsports. It's a it's a great company to be involved with and. And uh, again, just looking forward to getting trackside for for this season. So that wraps up this uh, debrief of the Supercarts USA Winter Series. And officially, David's countdown is on. We are less than a week away, probably six days away from the, when he bites into that plane in an outburger. I can't wait to see that. He'll be thrilled. You'll see it on social media for sure. Stay tuned, folks, for the in and out picture that we, <laughs> that we take every time. Dave takes the picture, and I take a picture of Dave taking the picture every time we go to in and out That's what happens. It's routine. Uh, folks, we're done. It's routine. We're done here on the EKN Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, um, if you if you don't have the EKN Radio Network on your phone yet, please download that app. Great way to listen to all our content, first and foremost. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on whatever else, the iHeart Network. Anywhere where you can get podcasts, we are there. When you're on there, leave us a review. Hit that like button for us, folks. It's always good. It helps us out in a big way. But again, David, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. We'll see you next week in Phoenix, Arizona. But folks, we are done, as I said. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now. 